if you had to toast to one thing from 2023, what is it? Success even after failure. <laughs> Success even after failure. I feel like after failure is like the biggest opportunity for success because more often than not, of course, failure in quotes, because we know that it teaches us something, but also it's like you're seemingly feeling like you're at the bottom, right? Yeah. So really there's only going up from there. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> Welcome to Hurdle. Hello, hello, Emily Abadi here. You are listening to episode 281 of Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I talk to inspirational people about everything from their highest highs and toughest moments to essential tips on how to live a healthier, happier, more motivated life. We all go through our fair share of hurdles. My goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential. And of course, have some fun along the way. Day three of the 2024 kickoff turning the page series where I sit back down with some of your favorite guests to chat about the lessons they're bringing with them into 2024 from the past 365. My goal in executing this series is to bring you that feel good vibe you want at the top of a new year to inspire you to grab hold of your big potential and do exciting things because there are exciting things awaiting for all of us just on the other side of our comfort zones. So today I am bringing in a great source of motivation for you. And that is my girl, Chase Ely. Chase is a world champion shot putter. And honestly, her episode was one of the most listened to ones from 2023. We are talking about the highs and lows that come with having a sport as your career, the difficulties that go with shooting on yourself, and how Chase has used some of her biggest letdowns to fuel her fire and find success. You can hear it from the moment we start talking. This episode is full of laughs. No shortage of that when Chase is around. Make sure you're following along with us over on social. We have really revamped the Instagram feed. I want to see you engaging over there. If you call yourself a hurdler, we love your support. It's over at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. An extra little bit of love for the secret, not so secret, Hurdlers Facebook group, which has been getting wild with your participation. So get in there, connect with one another, use the group for support as you go after whatever lights you on fire in 2024. Also want to give a shout out to the goal setting workshop that I'm hosting IRL on January 9th. And what I mean by IRL is that you have to be available in real time to participate. It is not on demand. The link to sign up for this, it starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on January 9th is in the show notes. I would love to help you go after your exciting goals in the new year. With that, let's get to it. Let's get to hurdling. To 
Today I'm sitting down with Chase Ely. You may know her as a world champion shot putter. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. You caught me at a good time. I'm settling down and I got my wine pre-season. <laughs> pre-season. That's the best of the best. I've been looking forward to uh, to this conversation all week because you're just such a ray of light. And your episode was one of the most listened to episodes of Hurdle from 2023. I don't know why. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> I completely dis. Agree. <laughs> this series that we're recording for is really like a moment for us to recap, take a break, do some reflection. So general feelings on the past 365. Talk to me about where you're at. I think last year was a good was good for me and and like journey wise because I kind of had like a lull and wasn't I wasn't competing bad, but I wasn't competing great, was I? And we kind of chatted and I was telling you about like how I was feeling going into worlds and stuff and wanting to win. And, you know, I did. And I think I, I'm still, I'm still trying to like, uh, like let all the feelings, you know, take over. Cause it, it, it's so hard. I, I always talk about it. Like in sport, you kind of have to be a goldfish and and that goes with the good or the bad. You know, that's like one of my things. So your goldfish, if something bad happens, you got to just forget it. But when something good happens, you kind of do too, because you got to move on. Like, I'm like, ooh, I won Worlds. Oh, but I have the Diamond League final. Oh, I got the national record. Oh, but I got I got a prep for the Olympics now. You know, like, it, it can be kind of depressing sometimes. But I feel like now in this off season, I've had a lot more time to feel those feelings I needed to feel. But yeah, it was a good year overall. I love the idea of the goldfish mentality. I've never heard an yeah. athlete talk about that before was that something that you kind of concepted and came up with on your own time or something that came from a conversation with somebody else I think it was with my old coach Ryan um because he was like an athlete too and I don't know where he heard it from but I think it's just something that's kind of gone down and you know like gone down in the in the ranks because he was like a pro as well and it's just yeah. like that knowledge that you spread but yeah I think he was the one who who told me that and and I kind of was like oh yeah and I remember I, I had like a bad meet and he was like, you know, you gotta, it's like, you gotta be like a goldfish. You gotta forget it. And I was like, okay. And then I had a good meet and I was like, woo, woo, woo. You know? And I, I like was like, oh, but I had this good meet. And he's like, you also have to forget that because now you got to go into the next thing fresh and new and, and you can't have any, anything really clouding that. Yeah. When you say you're kind of experiencing the feels now, articulate that a little bit more. What kind of feels are we experiencing? It was, it's, it's more so for 2022 and 2023 that I finally got because of, of, um, you know, the virus who shall not be named. Obviously mm. we have a lot of, we've had a lot of meets in a row for, for track and field. It was because the Olympics got pushed back and worlds got pushed back. It was like worlds, worlds. Now it's world indoors Olympics. So it's like three years of straight majors, which never happens. It's not what we're used to. It's usually one year on one year off of majors. And so like after 2022, like I didn't get that lull period of like, you're a world champion. You just go into the next year and and then it's immediately defend your title. I didn't get what everyone else has where you have that year where you're a world champion no matter what all year. I had to go straight into you got to defend the title now, like months later. And you're like, oh gosh, like that's stressful. And so I think now that I've got like, I've gotten this moment, it's kind of like, oh, I, I get to be like, wow, I'm a two-time world champion. I'm a two-time Diamond League champion like I'm a national record holder like I get to hold that 
in a bit more. And I think it's resulted in like my training's a lot better. I'm, I think it's been a smoother transition into my, my preseason for, for the Olympics now, because I've gotten to have my moment and now I'm like, oh, okay. And now I can just ease back into training. When you say it was stressful, do you think that stress was the culmination mostly of internal pressure or external pressure? A hundred percent internal. I was talking about this was, I went to Malta to do, um, just like talk to some kids and, and do kind of like a thing there with my coach. And, and I was talking to them and a lot of them asked me like, Oh, like, how do you deal with it? And I was like, it's something like, it's different for everybody. But I was like, I find that I've surrounded myself with the, the perfect people. My coach doesn't put pressure on me. My family's really nice about it. Like my, my husband, well, future husband is, is really great. Um, and so most of my stress and pressure comes from within. And I think that's true for most athletes because I, I remember going into world like all year. It wasn't even until I got to worlds when I finally kind of eased out of that, but all year it's like, you're the world champion. You have to win. Says who, you know, says me in my brain. Like, like nobody said that anywhere. Just me. Like to me, I was like, you have to win. And then when I didn't win just the one time, it was kind of like dominoes for, for a few months. Like you just said, just that one time, it's like one performance, depending on when it happens in the course of your year or your career could do so much to or for you, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, 100%. That's kind of like what happened to me. Uh, like I, I had an injury indoors. And then when I lost that first indoor meet and had a bad result, immediately, it was negative, right? Because you just oh, you just lost to a bunch of people. Like you just threw really bad. Like your distance was two meters less than what you've ever thrown. So immediately the ne- the negative comes in. You don't think, oh, well, I'm injured. Oh, well, I don't have to win every time. Oh, the rule of thirds, none of it. Like all of that goes out the window because you immediately in your head are now, you're going to put yourself down, aren't you? I love that rule of thirds reference. For those of you that are unfamiliar this is an Alexi Pappas gem. It's a third of the time it's going to be bad. A third of the time it's going to be okay. And a third of the time it's going to be good. And when you divide it up in that way, in that format, you realize that so many of us that have this expectation that it's going to be really good 99.9% of the mm-hmm. time, we're kind of fooling ourselves. So to have that amount of grace and compassion to break it up in that rule of thirds, it allows you to proceed with a much lighter conscience. Yeah, totally. I think me and my coach, like we talked about this last time because I was, I was kind of talking about how I was having like the bad season, you know, and things were terrible, but they weren't moving in a way where you go, this girl's going to defend her title and it's going to be amazing. And Uh, we talked about it because of that. And my coach is big on that. Like even just the other day, my last training session was like really good. But the one before that was like, and my coach just (laughs) said, you know, that was a bad one. Put it in the bad file. Yeah. The bad bad file for now. Put it in the bad bad file and then we'll move on. (laughs) I was like, yep. And what's so interesting for those that don't have the context, Chase mentioned that she has the American record for uh, the farthest shot put at 20.76 meters. So when she says, like, I threw two meters short, it's still like an inhuman amount of distance (laughs) to make that ball move. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the problem, too, is you get that one distance and then all of a sudden you hold your weight 
to that distance or that time or that measurement. You hold your entire like, like self worth to that as an athlete, at least. And so right. like, instead of being like, oh, if you PB'd every friggin' time you went out there, everyone would do this, right? Because you just run off into infinity until you're throwing to to nothing that you're throwing into space at that point. And so like, I mean, you think about it in hindsight, it's 2020, isn't it? But like in the moment, you're like, why am I not throwing this measurement all the time? And it's like, because that's your best. So there's a reason it's your best. Sure, you increase your best, but like you got to work to that. But in your head, yeah. you go, oh, my gosh, why am I not right at my best all the time? Because if it, if you were, everyone would do everyone would do it all the time and people wouldn't look up to you because <laughs> like, right, anybody right. could do it. And especially when you get to this level where you are the world champion and you have these back-to-back wins, it's like you've really excelled at this point beyond everyone else. So knowing that it's hard not to want to keep going for more, but there also needs to be an understanding that it took you your entire career up to this point to get to this distance. Yeah, totally. Like that's such a... you don't think of it like that do you like you just said that and I'm like why don't I just go like girl like yeah it's it's cool now but like you all this work got to that it wasn't like it just happened and now you can just keep doing it because if that if it was like that it wouldn't have taken you 15 years to do it would it (laughs) I feel as though sometimes when it comes to these moments where we exceed even our wildest expectations of ourselves it feels like it's a fluke and rather than getting to a place where you're like no, like I worked my ass off. Like I earned this distance or I earned this time in a marathon or I earned this promotion. It's like, no, like one day this thing just happened to happen. And now it's like a new thing that can be part of my story. Yeah. That's, that's so true too. Like, I just like the way you said that, that like when sometimes you say stuff like this happened last time too, but you say something like resonates and I'm like, I'm going to write that down. I'm like, where's my notepad? Oh, I need my notepad. It wasn't a fluke, Chase. You worked for that. You worked for that 20.76. So like I said, big purpose of this episode to do some reflecting, which we're, we are already knee deep in. So I'm going to ask you the first question of the set here. If you had to choose a theme of the last 365 days, what theme would you choose? To me, it kind of, it's like a play on words too. Like, the struggle to success, right? Because there was a struggle to it, but also I was struggling and then I succeeded. So it's like kind of how I feel about both of it. Like there is such a struggle to success, like that it's like a fight, isn't it? But also I was struggling for like the begin, like a majority of the year last year, I would say with like how I was training and pretty much the overall, my training was wasn't where it was the previous year so I wasn't feeling confident going into like the biggest part of my career which is worlds um but then you know having it was like four weeks with my coach of just like true training like I've never I think it was like the most locked in I was I was ever and I'm pretty sure my coach as well like I think we were both so locked in to being like forget the struggle like let's just go to do the one thing and then I think we did it and like I think that's like what I would call it because it's it it, like I said it's I the struggle to the success but also struggle and then success you know what I mean so yeah I think I'd totally put it there 
Yeah, I hear you. I think that the thing about success is success most typically happens when you find confidence, right? And confidence is gained by competence and you get competence from putting in the practice. So it's hard when the reps that you're putting in the practices and whatnot, they feel as though they're not going how you want them to go. But the reality is, is that even though it might not feel like it's hitting in the moment, you're still doing enough work. You're putting in the reps to get to a place where you can stand on your own two feet. Yeah. You need to write a book. Uh, It's coming, girl. It's coming. I would read it multiple (laughs) times a year. Uh, Maybe it'll be called Struggle to Success, and then I'll give you royalties on (laughs) that. I'll take my royalties. That's fine. That's what I'm saying, though. Sometimes you say stuff, and I'm just like, yes. (laughs) I can't even respond. I'm just like, period. Yes, I'm just absorbing. I'm absorbing. Um, So knowing that your theme for the year, Struggle to Success, what would you say your proudest moment was from 2023? Probably my national record. It was something I've fought for for a long time. And I think the reason I'm so happy about it as well is I've always been like someone who trains further than their where they compete. So where I was training wasn't exactly screaming, you're about to throw the furthest throw of your life. But I went into that meet and I told my coach and I told my fiance and I told my friends and I told my mom, I'm going to throw the national record. Like I'm doing it. Like I'm feeling it. I'm feeling myself. My pre, my pre meet wasn't good. I still said, it doesn't matter. Like I'm doing this. And I think that's why I would definitely call it my proudest moment. Worlds is obviously amazing, but like there's certain things that you hold like dear. Everyone has that one thing. And I think for me, the national record has been that one thing that like, I've just been looking at and being like, I want that. I want my name on the record book. I want it to say in our, and then my name. Right. And so I think that was, it was like a really pivotal point, I think for me as an athlete as well. At the time that I'm going to get this today, this is mine. Do you think that was strategic, like a mental play or was that a hundred percent just simply how you were feeling? It really was just like, it was definitely not that just I know I'm I'm big on manifesting, but there was like something different about that. Like there was something different where I, I, I remember like feeling it. Like I felt like that was going to happen. Like it wasn't just, I'm saying it, I'm faking it till I make it right. It was so real to me. And like the diamond league was like in, in the U S I was like, it was just all of it where it all happened. The diamond league finals in the U S it's run by Nike, my sponsor, I'm doing a bunch of stuff with them. Like we did all this stuff and everything for this beauty thing, which is very me, like female athletes, female empowerment. It was this whole thing. And I just, there was just all this environment that just like even fed more into that. And I just felt it. Like it wasn't just like this, uh, this going to happen. Like where you're just like, I'm manifesting this thing. I like genuinely was like, I'm getting it. Like I told everyone, well, I'm going to get it. So like, (laughs) and every, and like all the people who, this is how I know I have the right people around me. They all just said, yep, okay. Yep, you are. Like, we believe you. And, like, no one was like, well, you know, like, I didn't get the, well, have you thrown it in training? Which is my favorite. And I was like, no, I hadn't. Leading up no. to it. But I felt oh, it. I love this for your most proud mode of the year because it's you being 
your whole authentic self and like showing up to this moment and being so in alignment and being more than just chase the athlete, like identifying with all these other things that make you excited. When you talked about getting to this place where you truly believe that this was happening for you and you were going to get this record. I feel as though there are probably people listening to this who have showed up in some similar fashion to something that they were really excited about, whether it was an athletic feat or not. Have you been in a situation where you felt so strongly like this before and it didn't go how you had hoped? Yeah, definitely. Like that, that's why it's, it's so important to me to like, not let those failures in quotes, as we say, because nothing's really a failure, those learning experiences. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like going into Doha 2019, which is where I was like a favorite. I, I, I had, I think I had the furthest throw of the year or second furthest and I'd won everything. And I, I choked and, but I went into that, like, Oh, I'm going to do it, you know, manifesting and pushing it. And it just didn't happen. But I think what's important in that moment is not to be like, well, it just doesn't happen if you don't do it. Like, that's not necessarily true. Is it like, yeah. like there's one thing about like manifesting, but it was also my first major. Right. So like I couldn't control the fact that like I, there was nerves I'd never experienced in my life. Like, and I think I've talked to people about that now. Like I'm throwing great. I'm throwing far right now. I've just won worlds. I threw I threw one of the furthest throws in a deck, almost a decade. Like I'm in that zone. Right. But like, I've talked to all my friends who are Olympians and stuff. They're like the minute you walk in though, and you're at the Olympics, it's different, isn't it? Like, and that's completely what happened. I'd competed against these people all year. And I, and I was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. But that moment of my first like world championship, those nerves. And so like, that's why I think it's good that I had that moment because instead of being like, wow, I just failed. What I did was realize, okay, so now I'm going into my first Olympics, same thing, but now I've learned from what happened last time. And now I can right. use that for something even bigger and, and greater and, and use that. Taking a break from today's episode to give some love to the two sponsors that make this week's Turning the Page series possible. First up, got to give some love to my dear friends at ASICS. Listen, 2024, all about living your life with a sound mind, sound body, which is why ASICS is providing her to listeners with an exclusive deal to encourage you to move your mind with ASICS in the new year. I am obsessed with my ASICS sneakers. I'm a big gel Nimbus fan. I just got a sneak peek of the 26s. Spoiler alert, they're great. And then the Nova Blast, another go-to. Head on over to ASICS.com and use code HURDLE10 at checkout to get $10 off orders of 100 or more now through January 14th. Again, that's code HURDLE10. Use it at checkout at ASICS. Dot com. Also, have to love on my friends at Hyperice. There isn't a day that goes by when I am not using Hyperice products. They have the tools I need to really take care of my body when it comes to next level warm up and recovery technology, including their Hypervolt Percussion Massage, Normatec Air Compression Tech, and Venom Heat and Massage Wearables. Move better in 2024 with up to 15% 
20% off the entire Hyperize product suite designed to help you hit your goals. Use code HURDLE15 at checkout at hyperize.com to redeem your exclusive discount. Now of note, the code is good for up to 15% off, but only 5% off sale items. Again, head to hyperice.com. Use code HURDLE15 at checkout to get a discount today. Aside from the goldfish mentality, what do you lean into to get through tough hurdle moments like what happened for you in Doha? I mean, in the moment, I can't pretend like I'm always straight up, can I? Like, I, I typically, there's definitely a wobble. There's always like the wobble when your handlebars start to go, you know? But yeah, I definitely, typically after those moments, wobble. I, I struggle. Um, but then I think what's good for me is like having the right people. And I always say this to everyone I talk to. I was talking to the young athletes too. And I said, I said, sometimes there's people you need with you that like you, that tell you the truth. Right. And so I think the good thing about, I'm not trying to hype him up because, ugh, but my coach, like he always tells me the truth. So like for, since the beginning, he's told me if I said, Oh, like, what about this? He'd be like, it, it, no, it's bad. Right. Which means that when he's telling me it's good, I now trust him. So like in those moments I can turn to him and be like, Ooh, that was this. And then whatever he says, I now trust because I know he's not going to lie to me. And that's kind of what I've done is make sure that the people around me can support me through those moments. And I think that's, what's been helping me because personally I have a lot of weakness in that. I think some people can do it themselves, which is girl, more power to you. But I struggle with it. Like I definitely need help through those moments. Cause I, I have anxiety and stuff like I have anxiety disorder. So like sometimes small things are huge to me and stuff yeah. like that. But because I surround myself with the right people and I make sure that I don't surround myself with people who are yes men or, or any of that, I think that that's helped me through a lot of those moments because I can turn to certain people and I say, is this happening? And if they, they'll tell me yes, if it is, or they'll tell me, yeah. no, you're fine. And then I go, well, they've never lied to me before. They've told me when I look shitty in that dress, you know? So like, why would they, why would they lie to me now? So that's right. kind of like what's always been for me. And I know it's different for everyone. That's it's crazy. But I, I can't lie and say like a lot of it's internal for me because it's just something yeah. I've always struggled with. I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it's super relatable, right? Knowing that sometimes it's just, you need someone to tell you the truth. You need to be like, am I literally losing my mind? Because when you do have anxiety or you are dealing with some other sort of mental health battle on your own time, it can feel difficult because it's hard to distinguish what is fact versus what is fiction. Whereas other people might not have as much difficulty doing that. You mentioned that you have been recently throwing farther and better and really, really well. I know that this month, this is coming out in January, this <laughs> month you're getting married. You're in like a very high time for your personal life. Do you think that they go hand in hand, your performance and feeling uh, in a good place personally? Oh, totally. I'm definitely like, I'm as much as I was talking to you about this before we started, like the wedding planning can be stressful and all that. But like, 
there's like an excitement about it. I'm I'm about to be married to like an amazing dude. I have great friends now. I have a great like support system. Like everything is plays into that. And and it's nothing different than what I had at the beginning of last year. The difference is I I had a bit of an injury and and like every athlete I go, but it's only this little injury. Like what's wrong? But like now I'm healthy. I'm sorry, had a knock on wood athlete thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I have the same people, but like it, everything's just smooth right now. And I think when, when your regular life is smooth, the athlete life runs a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everything's going smooth. So I think my, my training is just doing a lot better because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for smooth sailing as we move forward yeah. here. Uh, we talked about your proudest moment. So now I've got to ask you about what your most difficult moment was in the last 365. Yeah, that's easy. My very first indoor meet. And I think we talked about this last time where sometimes it's hard for athletes of any level to distinguish themselves from who they are outside of athletics and who they are inside. And I think I really struggled because it was my first meet. I was dealing with like a, a little a little injury and I did really bad. And I remember before the meet, they asked me to do this stage thing. And I kept saying, well, I have time to warm up and it's a long story, but turns out I went and did this presentation and I had to go back and I had like two throws to warm up. And instead of rolling with it, like I normally would, because I had a lot of negative things going on. I immediately was like, well, I didn't get a warm up. This is happening. And it was just, it's that stack. You keep stacking this thing on top of you. And I got all stressed. And I remember the meet was over and I called my coach and I was crying and he just kind of listened to me because I'm just sitting there just, they didn't let me warm up, blah, blah, blah. just complaining, whining, not really being myself as a person or an athlete. And it was that moment where like, it's that, that mix where like, I was so disappointed in myself as an athlete. I then forget that like I'm outside of that. And it just brought me down as a person for like a month. So my training was struggling. I, I was a lot more of a bad athlete in training because I was just in a mood. I was, I was a bad fiance, like just that one little meet made me like, not happy for like way too long for something yeah. so little and so small. And it was that, I think it was that gray area where you lose yourself. And so the, mm. the one mess up, I'm a world champion and I failed carried into my personal life. So I'm being a bad friend. I'm being a bad athlete to my coach. Like I just remember being ratty with my coach for like way longer than normal. Like sometimes you have ratty days. Everyone does like, yeah, it's fine. But I, every day, every training session, it just seemed like that's not what I need to do. No, no. You know, like, and just like I said, not being because I, 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 that carried into everything. And it was just, it was just not a good space to be in. But like I said, I have the right people around me instead of like <laughs> adding to the negativity. They, they really helped me work through it. But I think that was probably the worst time. And that was probably like February of last year. And I haven't yeah. really got in that space again because I've become aware of it. But it was just a long time of being kind of a crap person. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable, right? 
when something goes not as we hoped, we aren't going to be ecstatic about it. But then you have the opportunity to reflect on it moving forward so you can decide how you want to react the next time something similar goes down. So having been removed from that situation in particular for quite some time now, what would you say the biggest learning was in reflection of this quote unquote bratty time? Yeah, I think leading into outdoors then after kind of realizing it through the indoor season, like what happened, I was able to like separate that. So like I would have a bad me or like bad to me, I would say me. But then I would, I brought back the goldfish, didn't I? I put it away and then I'm back to, okay, that just means train harder. That just means this. I I don't carry that into my day to day and stuff like that. So I think that really helped. It, it was like a shitty moment, but like it carried into being like, like we said, if you can learn from it, it makes it worth it. But if you can't, then it kind of ruins it to sin. Yeah, no, I totally hear you. So the next thing here, are you a Swifty? Yes or no? What, like Taylor Swift? Yeah. What else would Swifty <laughs> indicate? I used to be when she was a country singer. <laughs> ah, okay. A little shade coming from Chase Ely on Taylor Swift. Well, as you know, Taylor Swift, Times Person of the Year. If Chase Ely had to choose a person of the year, who is it? When I get these questions all the time, right? And I'm in this podcast and, and what I'm trying to think is like, uh, go outside of athletics, but your brain immediately goes, oh, I'm doing this thing and and I'm this thing. And that's exactly what I'm talking about where it's like, instead of me being able to be like, think outside, all I'm thinking is like, what athlete? And it's like, just back out of it for five seconds. And I just never can like, cause you know, it'd be like, my mom like no like I want to be real but it's just so hard sometimes because I'm like who am I well because you're immersed in it like you're literally immersed in your athleticism every single day it's a huge part of how you show up every day it's your job right and when you spend a third of your life doing what you do for work a third of your life sleeping that only leaves one other third so in between those two thirds of when you're awake it's more often than not that something you're going to think about is going to have to do with your athleticism. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I'm going to let you marinate on that for a minute, but I'm going to have you come back to it. Please, I need a minute. Okay. What is something you want to do more of in 2024? I feel like I don't let my, I don't want to say audience because that sounds like I have an audience, but like the people that like follow me and and want to know about me, I feel like I don't show enough of my personal life. So I think I've been talking to my fiance about that a lot. Like, I really want to do more stuff to show people who I am as a person outside of stuff like this, which I think usually like people receive me really well and stuff like this, but I'm like, well, maybe they could see me in the day to day too. And I could show them like, you know, I don't just throw a metal ball for a living. So that's definitely yeah. something I want to do. Why do you think that's important to you? I just think like, it's just like when I was talking to those young athletes and all of them were, it was so cute. And there was like this competitiveness with them. And it was just this, like, I saw myself in a lot of them. And, and all I could think was like how much I struggle with, we talked about this a lot the last time, but how much I struggle with who I am outside of being an athlete. And I've, I've always struggled with that. Like my whole life because I've always been this competitive kid. And I think it's important to show people like who you are outside of sport that like, 
oh, like you can, you can do this. You can have a glass of wine and it's not the end of the day, you know, like you can do these things. And, and I think that's really important for everyone to see that like you, you can be somebody outside of what your main job is or whatever or just of like what people expect of you if people don't listen to this stuff if people just see me like on instagram for instance i don't think they know like me as much as they could or should as much as i i don't show them enough of me okay so this is an interesting follow-up question me telling myself my question is already interesting i'm super Uh, interesting (laughs) (laughs) what is your assumed perception that they think of you like what do you think your audience thinks of you i think everyone knows like that i'm a bit more down to earth for sure but like i don't know i think i i hope they think i'm like d dte and funny you know i I hope (laughs) pause pause i'm sorry maybe i'm not millennial enough what's dte (laughs) down to earth you know i'm talking about girl period i only know dtf (laughs) don't 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 wait delete (laughs) rewind rewind (laughs) dead I've died. The podcast is over. Cut I'm the deceased. cameras. Dead ass. <laughs> Cut the cameras. Wow, this is the best recording I've done in a long oh, time. That was funny. I was like, what's DTE? And why have I never heard this phrase before? Oh my Just God. Like, I, I know that they think that. you're DTE. <laughs> I hope so. I was talking about this with someone I did like stuff with kids and stuff and they're like it's so weird because some of the national athletes tend to be a bit more stuck up and whatnot but like I'm like running around with the kids they're like race me I was like let's go like (laughs) I was like you best get on the line I'm not holding back you know like yeah what I love personally about you and your personality is like Yes, you are bold, which that definitely comes through on your social. But I love seeing the little things that make Chase Chase. Like, I love how when we get on the podcast and you're like, well, I was just playing video games for an hour before we did this. <laughs> or you're talking to me about, like, how you're really excited to get your dress tomorrow. Like, these are the things that make Chase, like, a holistic human beyond whatever it is that we see on Instagram. And to your point, I do think that it's really awesome to have the opportunity to share that side of yourself with these people people know it and hear it and see it but like I really want it to come from me you know what I mean yeah totally so so I think it's I think people know I'm cool but like I want I want I want me to tell them I'm cool you know what I'm saying Chase Ely DTE that's gonna be the title of (laughs) that'll be my book title episode there you go there you go Uh, aside from your pending nuptials what else excites you right now I'm really excited for the season. Like I haven't been excited this excited for a season in a long time, like without a lot of nerves. So I'm excited for the Olympics. I want to be Olympic champion. I'm very excited. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the Olympics are coming in hot, Chase. So it's an Olympic hot. year. <laughs> it was like, they kept saying like however many months and now it was like nine months. And I said, come again. It's how many months away. <laughs> well, I'm so excited for you too. I'm going to give you one last chance to tell me if you can think of anyone that you would name for the person of the year. Who would you? How about I turn this around? How about that? Oh, look at how empowered she Flip feels now. She's it. like, look who the host is, huh? I'm going to say this. One of my people of the year, I think there are a few, but I'm going to go with Allie Krieger 
Allie Krieger is in the middle of a renaissance for her being just getting out of a marriage. She had her retirement season. She played unbelievably. I loved like been loving every single brand partnership she does. Like I'm just team Krieger. So I'm gonna go with Allie Krieger as person of the year. That's not fair. You just like immediately just like bust it out with that. <laughs> well, Chase, always a pleasure. I love yeah. sitting down with you. I have so much fun whenever we get to connect. I'm hoping that I'm going to be there cheering you on IRL come Paris. But regardless, I couldn't be happier for all of your continued success. For those of the hurdlers that don't follow along with you just yet, how do they keep up with you? Give us the deets. Uh, probably main one is I'm mainly on Instagram, Chasey Poo SP. That's me. <laughs> That's me. I'm over at Emily Body at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>